Foremost, I want to apologize. I know the last couple weeks we ain't been on, but you know, life happens. Um, yeah, you know, but we back. Uh, we love y'all, and we're not going nowhere. We're gonna be here until the end of time. Uh, wonderful to be back with my brothers once again. Yes, sir. Man, let's go, man. Love it. Let's do this right, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, haters of all ages, welcome to the UDK podcast. I'm your host, Jay Easy. To my left, Hex. To my right, KG from DC. In the middle, and in the building, as always, Jay Tudor. Man, I missed that. Smokesboard King. I missed that, man. (laughs) I did, man. The conversation with the wife towards like the end of our little hiatus, she was like, "You need to go. You need to. You need to talk to her about the pod. This is." We don't need to be arguing about sugar. I was like, yeah, no. It's been two that's, weeks. The Splendor is trash. Two scoops is too much. You know what I'm saying? One scoop. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah man. One coffee. Hell yeah. Ah, wellness check. Hex, how you feeling? Man, I'm uh, I'm uh, super good, man. Uh, super blessed. Super appreciative. Uh, went through something. And I'm here. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, yes, sir. And... Uh, Welcome back. They, they they got they got my attention, you know. They got my attention, that so, uh, so I'm trying to do better, to be better, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, but couldn't couldn't uh, wait to get here today. Yeah, yes, sir. And uh, and get back to doing what we do and trying to share some something about doing better. Yeah. All, yes, I hear, all I hear is never could have made it without you. You know what I'm saying? Damn, nigga, you know making me saying? feel inspired. I'm emotional. That's the, Woo, Lord have mercy. Yeah. Irv, how you feeling? I'm good, bro. You look rejuvenated. Yeah, I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. I told you to look you young. Look like a long <laughs> overdue vacation, man. I finally got to have a, a vacation, man. So I, I feel relaxed. I, I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate to have the opportunity to experience the, the experiences we got to experience. I'm glad to be back with my bros. Shout out to my dirt bags. Always happy to ride with you, fellas. Yes, sir. It was just you know, it's good to be back. To reality now, you know you got to get focused, refocus, and get back to work. So that's what yeah. I'm trying to do right yes, now. Sir. Welcome back, yes, brother. sir. Welcome back. KG, how you feeling? Uh, often overwhelmed, but never understated. I'm good. Um, got a lot to do, a lot going on, but uh, I got my peoples with me. So. Yeah, yes, sir. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. We in the building. We in the building. We got you. JR, how you feeling? Hey man, I'm you know feeling the same ride with my cousin Irv here, man. Just a great getaway, man. Um, was fortunate enough to uh, 
to, to, to meet some fine fellas, man. The, yeah. You know, the, the dirt bags. Yeah, you, know? you <laughs> met. Oh, oh, you oh, met yeah. the dirt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. crew. Yeah, I kind of met these the hangout crew, so man. Jealous. Some fine, fine gentlemen. I'm you so know, jealous. you know, you know, going around this, you know, country, this, this, this world, this upstanding this citizens, doing, doing, doing great, doing great work. There you go. Mm. Yeah. Philanthropy is a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got gotta do it. Easy. How you doing? I'm good. Um, I'm good. I'm blessed. Uh, was able to the last couple of weeks able to spend some little bit of extra time with the family. Yes, sir. Um, reconnect a little bit. Mm. Uh, we had um, we had back to school night. Uh, I think two weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, at my, my my daughter's school. Um, she's eighth grade now, so she's like you know she's she's in middle school. She's like upperclassman. Oh yeah, right? she she know she's a senior. Right, we go to, <laughs> right, we go to we go to there. She's telling us where to go. Oh, we go here. We go down this way to see, see my teachers, and she's excited. Like yeah, you know we go we go. And you can tell what class she's doing really good in because she's excited mm-hmm. to go. Like we go going here and then over here. It's like I guess. The class is down here. Like, wait, 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 wait. You don't want us to go. Yeah, so, uh, so, so, so we go to each of the classes. Um, and there's a, there's a, there's a theme uh, for school. Um, stress. Hmm. Stress. Stress is the, the theme of the school. They don't want to stress the kids out. The, the teachers, every class that we went to, they emphasize there's no homework. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, if things are turned in late they give them extra time and every, every classroom has like a uh there's like a corner or an area where they can go in the middle of the class they feel Decompress. stressed out yeah. right and the only thing i think in my head was like y'all are so coddled like this is Speak just man i just i was thinking the opposite i was thinking oh my god i wish i had this in school bruh i do but at the same time, when I'm watching it, every teacher just they they focused on stress. They were like, "We want the kids to make sure they don't have a stressful and situation. be kids." And it, you're right. And in my head, I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, "But stress ain't always bad. Right. Like it's not always a bad thing to have stress to to have something that's pushing you." But or academic stress. Yes, academic stress pushing your 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 yearn to know things. And I, I'm with you, man. Well, yeah. I, I told you before I got in it, and I saw the I saw right. the. The Christmas lights, the Bruh. dim lighting, Bruh. the bean bags, oh my god, the chairs they had the tennis balls on them so those don't make noise. Right, <laughs> I'm yeah. on everything. The stools we had the, all the chair options, and then pe- the kids can can change each day if they feel yes. a different way. Yes, and then I hear somebody say, and the scores are down thirty percent. We, I don't want to take. We, go ahead, no, go ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, please go. So yes. with the coddled, and I understand you, you you're. They had this at my kids' school. They had this buddy bench, and and so for all this bullying, I don't know what happened at the schools in the last twenty years. It just went erupt. We know there were some things that happened, but it, I I just want to say, man, was it any worse than when we was when we was in school? Really? Yeah. And for there to be this, if you don't have a friend, you sit on this bench, and someone comes to be your friend, be, be your friend. <laughs> and I don't I don't mind there being. When I was in high school, I was a peer counselor. I mean, you went back to the junior mm-hmm. high, the kid didn't, pops wasn't there. You kind of, you know, hey, I'm going mm-hmm. to pick yeah. you up. But uh, some of this, we, we've forgotten that the dynamics of how school works and yeah. life works yeah. mm-hmm. starts right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They ain't talking to me. No. They cool with me. 
you know, he, he run fast, I run fast. He play football, I play on his team. She pretty, he's cool. Whatever the dynamics are, they're the nerds. That's not a nerd. Whatever, that person's just quiet, but whatever. It was just, we just let it be. We just let it be. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not like that anymore. I, I remember high school well enough to remember how, um, how much I didn't talk about to other people. And how much that I was able to share with certain people, and simply because they were there for me, it worked out easier. Um, and and I and again, my my perspective on what I'm saying about your child's school is because I've known her before she went into school. Facts, facts. I know what type of school district she's in. Mm-hmm. These children that went to school in areas where we all grew up, I wish they had these opportunities because life is always stressful for them and all of these kids have been through covid a lot yeah yeah all of them have been been through through a lot they've been hey you know what i didn't i'm glad you brought that up because i didn't think of that because they they have been through a lot more than we have and when i'm saying covid i'm including not only the stressors of covid itself the school shootings yeah the things that went on it's the 20 i i remember when the rare times when people would, when kids would would say, "Oh, well, somebody wants to beat you up." Okay, fine. Okay, that's a stress for for the end of the day, and then tomorrow when I walk in. But at home, I'm not about to get my ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. Whereas on social media, they're always getting their yeah, ass kicked yeah. and handed to them. Yeah. If they lost that fight, if they just got somebody who talks shit it's better posted. than them at the, posted, yeah. at that school, whatever embarrassing thing that ever happened to you is 24-7. Yeah. It was not like that for me growing up. It was a respite to come home and be like, ah, well, my friends are around here don't even know what happened at school. Right. It was cool. Right. Whatever, whatever. It. it was all right. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. It's a method to the madness. I dig yeah. it. I dig you it. know, um, it's funny that you know you guys we're, we're talking like this, but um, you know there still is a process that has to go on to learning and socialization, um, as opposed to we we can't we can't manufacture these things. We can't put these extra timeouts. It's certain things that kids are going to have to hex use the word coddle, but it's going to be certain things that these kids are going to kind of have to go through it unfortunately it's a part of socialization it's part of growth it's kind of like when you fall off your bike and you cut yourself and you come to realize well hey it's a part of growing up like my dad used to always say unfortunately we 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 would love to coddle and control everything and create an environment that's perfect but some of it is just natural socialization that that eventually they have to go through and that's where i think we we're tapping a fine line um uh, between trying to coddle these kids and trying to create a situation, an environment that otherwise needs to naturally happen. And and it's tough because you don't know where where that line draws. It's, it, it's, it's a kind of a shaky line to really draw. But I, I think that we, we kind of kind of let things kind of, you know, take place. Yeah. Because, you know. And, 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 and let me and say. Oh, oh, another thing, too, is. Um, when I was when I was in uh, the class, well, each one of the classes, and we were listening to what the teacher was saying, in my mind, I kept thinking, I was like, y'all don't want to get shot, like that. In, in my mind, I was like, y'all don't, y'all don't want to get shot because the the things that these teachers have to go through, in contrast to what our teachers had to go through, is completely different. Yeah, like these teachers now are in fear for their lives. 
based on these kids. They're afraid. They're like, okay, if these kids get stressed out and I'm a part of the stress, if something happens and they come to school and they bring something, they're going to be looking for me. So that's a part of it too that 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 kind of um, that is, it's tough for me to digest because I'm thinking teacher right. and I'm thinking in, you just you teach them lessons and you help them learn. But now it's completely different because teachers have so much more that they have to deal with other than just add teachers' lesson. It's so much more. And let me tell you, I I used to be on the little school boards and things in high school, right? And and, and even before that, so this is a junior high situation. But one thing I can tell you is when you have those little meetings and they come up with all the things that they think will make the school better, what are the student bodies saying? What are the kids saying? What are the things they want? And I think in some ways, to back to what KG mentioned, how he he, he would have loved it. I'm I'm old school, so I'm like, nah, they need some little rich. You need some, if I don't get this turned in in time, or else. Yeah. Otherwise, you don't even know what that's like, right? You don't even know consequence, right? You don't know deadline. And then, but I also understand all the times we would sit there in those meetings, those PSAB meetings, and we would say, man, if they would just do this, if teachers would understand, we have seven classes. I think the achievement thing is, has changed obviously because yeah. we was on a mission where we were trying to show that we black and we gon we we on play we black we smart too we black we, we athletes we we the full we the whole picture because this is what moms and pops is expecting mm-hmm. and granted we have those mothers and fathers so some of us have a different aspect of somebody pushing you mm-hmm. and then being able to meet those guidelines in the old what we would call the old school system yeah. this new thing again I do think I can remember back all the times we would talk about things that we would, would be suggestions that now have obviously been implemented. Right. That people are at the time was like, are you kidding me? Mm. You want to turn the lights off yeah. for, or turn them down or keep, make, you know, let's have a 20 minute quiet. And you're like, all the things that psychologists do actually tell you, these right. things enhance your day. Yeah. Right. These things help you retain information. This get That little bit of rest, that nap they tell you in, in corporate America for 15 minutes to get you here, here, and here throughout and, and still be able to get some, you know, productive pro- productivity out, out, your, out your day. And now that somebody's listening, we're doing it and we kind of getting a reaction, you know, because again, where we, came, where we came from didn't, right. I, I always said what, what, what we did didn't, didn't break. Yeah. So, so again, just to reiterate, we're talking about junior high, whereas like there are two things I want to say. One, children's creativity needs to be nurtured at some point, and it won't be nurtured in college or, or in high school in oh, the same way. Yeah. So there's a time when I need you to understand creativity, and there's a time when I need you to understand deadlines. Yeah. And they're not always have to be the same time. And the other thing is just that even in high school, name me one homework that you had that changed your life that enhanced you in any way shape or form it is not necessarily the homework it is the digestion it is the understanding yeah. and that's in the open-minded society of education i understand certain people just want you to get certain numbers and, and high points and that's what it is but when we evaluate teachers and we evaluate them not as social workers which is half of their job in real life um but in terms of just what the testing turns out to be, we give them a disservice and we're not paying them well anyway. Yeah. Um, so I like the betterment ideas because this is junior high. When you get to high school, you're these are the scores that are going to get you in, into whatever college you're going to get into. Nobody's going back to your junior high to see what your GPA is. Yeah. They're starting in high school and they need to know, hey, this is this, this is that. 
But also, this is the time to help and pull up the kids who don't know how to juggle everything mm-hmm. and get them all on the same page. But that, that's all it is. It's not, it's, not, it's not a negative or a positive type thing. It's just that the creativity of what you're trying to do is so clarifying about the ed, the intention of that education board as opposed to the ones that I pass by all the time. Yeah. I just simply want to say sometimes, and I hear what you're saying, KG, but sometimes the fact that these things are necessary to me is an indictment on the whole. It's an indictment that we yes, even sir. have to get to this point where that becomes. I know that sounds like, and I'm going to tell you guys. I'm, Speak on it. I'm far removed from having a child in junior high. But I saw the deterioration of this mm. 10, 10 to 15 years ago. It's a kind of an acceptance that we got to have these things in place. Right. That, 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 that it, it, it just sounds to me like, you know, we've gotten to this point. Mm. So now we got to do something. Yeah. But how do, it still goes back to me, how do we get to this point? Because all that's going to happen is going to be layers, and then there's going to be another layer on top of another layer and another layer. We're, we'll just never get to the root of it until we start to root out the idea of asking those people who are in the positions that you are saying, and what is their concerns, and how do we main, like to streamline that? Because as long as we keep coming up with patchwork, there's going to be another patchwork for the patchwork of the patchwork, and it, and it will never stop. You know, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, Hex brought up deadlines and having, you know, uh, the, the, the pressure of being up on a deadline and saying, is this or else? Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of difficult um, to teach kids about the importance of deadlines and respecting deadlines when, as adults, we don't respect deadlines. And I'm glad you, you said that because that's actually into our actual first segment. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we spoke about this. We sp- Actually, this, I think this is like a second or third time talking about this, but we are up on a government shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe what's today the twenty second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got eight days. Mm-hmm. We got eight days until there is another government shutdown, and it's not looking good. Um, the White House has informed federal agencies to be prepared for a government shutdown because they don't see a uh, they don't see a compromise in the future. And this is the first time it looked like this to me. This is bad. This is the first time that. A, the Republicans are shooting at each other. Yes. And then you have the Democratic White House like, look, we just need to get a CR. And the, <laughs> like, the thing about it is it. we spoke about, um, we spoke about, and we had a, a we had a, a, a good time um, with Kevin McCarthy and his uh, issues about trying to get. About how so he even got his job. Speakership. Yeah, speakership. <laughs> yeah. And all that. Yeah. And it was cool at first. It was funny. It was like, are you going through this? Ha ha. But now that. this is not funny. Nope. And we spoke at that time about how it was funny, but it's not funny. And this is the ramifications of being, if it not being funny, because they're using his razor thin speakership. The, the House Republicans, the ones that are holding out, are using this or trying to use this against him. It's the same dude. I mean, remember, it was it was Matt Gates mm-hmm. that was basically creating the chaos for the 15 votes. Mm. And now it's him that's the Still one that do. seems to be threatening him directly. No, directly. Yes. Yeah. And they, yes. They, they actually said that he had a motion that, that they found in the restroom was a motion to challenge for his department. And it don't take much. Yeah, it doesn't. Because like I said, it's, that, that was part of 
the agreement is that he could be they could bring it up in a single vote yeah. for, for him to stay or not. So. And and we always on this show we we bring up uh we bring up participation and we bring up being aware and we bring up trying to vote in people who have your best interest in mind. And there is nothing about what the uh the House Republicans, the ones that are making this fuss that are doing that seems to have people's best interest in mind. No, they have their own interests in mind, and that's what they Absolutely. had when his speakership was up. Yes, that's that's the problem. Yes. we did talk about this, and we did talk about, we laughed about it, but we talked about the fact this is going to come back to bite you in the ass. I hate, and I hate because, the fact, that, I hate the fact that when we bring shit up like this, it it comes to fruition, and it's like like the, when we say the, the 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 first time we bring it up, and it's like ha ha, but this can happen, and then it happens, and it's like. Can y'all please next time? Can y'all please not vote these motherfuckers in, please? Like this, this is what we're going to continually go through if we don't vote in people who have your best interest in mind. But I still think that it's there are some people that uh, want the chaos. They Absolutely. want the government to be shut down. Mm. They, they don't have a problem with. Um, to them, the long term doesn't seem like it's a part of their calculus. It's like they they, they are strictly in it for whatever small, short-term political benefit that they can get for themselves at this particular point in time. Well, it's multi-layered because, again, if I take away all of your, um, all the uh, councils and things you can be on, then you ain't got shit but time. Mm, uh, yeah. Not not naming nobody with a lion face in, in, in particular, but uh, also the fact that where they, where they, where their constituents are, they are good for a long time if they hold court that says I am only fighting for the things I told you I was going to fight for. Mm-hmm. Fuck everybody else. And I, I don't understand how the things that. So we we talk about one issue voters, right? The people that. You well, know, I wasn't even talking about their their no, actual voters. I right. was just talking about okay, go the the people who are one issue voters that bring them into office. Yes. Say, okay, I'm gonna vote yes. for you because yes. you're like this on this one issue. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does it take? For you to understand that that one issue is not going to protect you because people don't understand when the government should, like if you have any kind of uh, federal aid, that's going to shut down. Mm-hmm. If you have food stamps, medic- whatever it is, that's going to shut down until we figure this out. So people are like, oh, well, they're pro this or they're anti this. It's like that's not fucking helping you. But then when the people that uh, you put into power mm-hmm. are here, they'll say, oh, well, it's not our fault. It's not our fault, but they're the ones that's holding the shit up. Yeah. And they know. They, they admit that a, a certain segment of them admitted themselves that this is a losing proposition mm-hmm. for their party. But there are still some people that, like I said, they, they don't care about it. The, the, the wild part, well, one of the wild parts is that one of the offers were uh, 8% cut across the board. And I get that where, where they're going. They, they do have to cut because um, Medicare and Social Security are on the path to become insolvent if, if we don't start making some choices. Yeah. And they keep on kicking the can down, down the road. road. But yeah. the things that we, first of all, I don't understand why there are, if if we're serious about this, there shouldn't be anything that we're taking off the table to, to discuss or look at about switching around our budgets. Um, like, you, like you guys said, most of this stuff has already been agreed to in the first place. It's just a matter of this technicality that in order to mm-hmm. fund the government, we, we have to agree on it. Mm-hmm. And to have such a small percentage of people being able to hold up everything, like 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 we were talking about earlier, the, the Republicans haven't even agreed amongst themselves Hell no. how they want to negotiate. So once you guys get to where you're supposed to be together, then you're supposed to talk to the Democrats and we're supposed to find something in the middle. 
we don't even have one-fourth of that done yet. So mm-hmm. how is it that in eight days we are supposed to believe that something magical is going to happen that's going to change things? And that's the scary part, and that, that's the part that KG was alluding to. That's the scary part because if we're supposed to go into negotiation to figure this out and one side doesn't even have their shit together, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, y'all got y'all shit together, and then y'all got to come to us. It's like it's it's not looking good at all. Right. It's a unfortunate situation where – most of America doesn't understand at all the importance of it. Oh, right? at all. Yeah. Be- because where they work, what they do, it, they won't be affected. The problem is going to be once the news channels show you everyone who actually is affected. And as you you brought up, the, you know, the disaster situation and any emergency money again for uh, for FEMA, mm-hmm. the FEMA. So yep. your your tornadoes, that storm that's headed this way right here tonight, all of the floods, the fires, any of those things, there won't be any funding, and no one. And and again, in volunteer situations, there won't be. You better hope there's some volunteers. Yeah, because some of those people only work because they they're actually receiving something to do it. Mm-hmm. They're not understanding the importance. Again, your museum's going to be shut down. Your government workers will be shut down, and unfortunately. You're going to have your military where they're going to be stuck. So they are forced to still come to work, mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. not get paid. Yep. Now, so for all of you, and this is what baffles me when it comes to this. If you're a Republican and you see what's going on, how do you turn your back to the very people you want to in, disgustingly say thank you for your service to, yet when it comes to something, when it comes to making sure they still Talk get at all times. These people who make sure you you have a country. Mm-hmm. I, right? I have a question. So, Are you talking about the same people who threaten judges right now, who didn't give a fuck about the cops? That Are you talking about those people? <laughs> I just want to make sure we're talking about the same people. I, I just yes. want to be clear. Okay, we're, hoping, I'm sorry, I'm we're, we're hoping at all times we can possibly put them same mirrors back yes. up. But, it, but it, it is, at some point in time, even they have to call themselves out. And I've mentioned before, there's some people on the internet that are doing some tremendous jobs of exposing uh, the hypocrisy that some people are living. And it's just amazing to me that you you want to say thank you for your service, but then at the same time you don't mind if these people can continue to defend you and do it for nothing. But isn't that the American way? Mm-hmm. Yep, right. Mm-hmm. We don't. So and again, we're getting away from how that could be impactful because we don't want the kids to learn anyway what's happening. Yep, right. And what did happen? So all the more reason for a calm down chair, right? And <laughs> right? and then. You and, and, and like I, I I went through the, the this article I was reading and it just got my attention that if you're still voting Republican and these and this is who's responsible how you how can you maintain if you're going to continue to tell everybody you love your country first yeah so do you right and and, and do you have the balls to pick one over the other. Again, you won't have the resources for what it's going to be needed for. Your military going to still have to work and not even and not get paid a dollar for it in the meantime. And then you hope somebody will actually do so, you know. But f- for me, I thought it was all gamesmanship. It's a combination of this. It's a combination of all of a sudden these, the border then went crazy, as though some funding or something happened that's forcing all these people from these, these Central American countries again. They're, they're about to have record breaking numbers. Mm-hmm. You throw that in, you throw Hunter Biden's situation in, and then they're voting time since they need something to happen to get you off of Trump because mm. they're not the only thing that just happened. Yep. They're playing the games with a pedophile. Matt Gates got the nerve to open his mouth with that salmon sport coat 
on the steps of <laughs> of the house the other day. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You sitting here with your sunglasses on, grinning. Now you know that's what pissed me off because it's like you don't understand who won't who 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 was waiting on that check in two weeks to pay for some groceries, some gas yeah. to get back to work to keep working for you. Facts. And you and you collecting what you collecting yet you don't understand the responsibility you have to have the position you have which impacts all of us. Yeah. So to simplify it, I mean the basic responsibility is for these two parties to come together. Let's and, get one party and, together. And, 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 and talking right. together. And then, yes, that's exactly like, like Irv just said. They can't even get it together on yeah, that they side. Can't, they should together, yeah. Just to come to the table. And again, it's a cry for calling all, all Americans. Americans. Change. Calling all Americans. It uh, it's a, it's a, it, it's to exercise maturity. Stop this stonewalling at such a critical time on issues that we can discuss. Yeah, and it, it is just is just that simple. And for whatever reason, as Irv always says, there's a sector of this country that believes, and constituents that vote people in that are just as petty as immature as they are. They take, like you said, easy one side, and they they they, they they're locked in. Yeah, they don't they they don't want to hear anything else besides that that one side. Um, and it's and I think about this whole uh, Ukraine. Thing um, funding the oh, Ukraine as, as as we're going forward, uh, could you just look at it for once as a humanitarian thing, as, as as these people and what they've been inflicted by, and how? Why are we divided on that? Like mm. now, we could be divided on the idea of how our resources are sent to aid them or things of that nature, but we won't even come to the table to responsibly talk about the differences or or what we feel about this so it's hard to really take this whole damn thing seriously and this is why this country until we get a sense of maturity get away from the stonewalling this deterioration of what is facts and what is not facts we got we got to get better than this mm, man. Right. you threw a bomb in there to end but I'm gonna I'm move away from that and just say this one thing when when the Mormon Mitt Romney is the ethical titan Compass. in your in yeah. your in your party. <laughs> right. Well, this should tell you everything about yeah. what the fuck is going on with the GOP. Yes, that's all. It's difficult, um, and trying to bridging these two things together. It's difficult to be able to go to the younger generation of junior high school, high school, elementary school, and tell them that they have responsibility to be better when the people who we put in leadership don't reflect that responsibility to be mm-hmm. better. It's, it's difficult. Like, you can't tell your kids you need to be a better person, you need to, to strive to be the best when we don't even put people in positions of power that amplify that. Um, we appointed. Wonderful segment. Uh, hopefully by the next show they'll have something. Man, y'all gotta do something. Y'all gotta get a uh, continual resolution a new budget y'all got to do something because i'm telling y'all we can't go through this we can't go through another lockdown we can't go through another uh government shutdown we can't do that the economy can't take it. let me say this if you find yourself impacted by this then you know which way you should vote you're supposed to be voting oh absolutely that's right vote against biden vote for trump <laughs> wait <laughs> strike that reverse it <laughs> We got to edit. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But that's what they think is the logical that's, next step. That's, and it's so, that is that anyway, is what they, that sorry, is what they think. And and, and hopefully something that we bring to the table can let them know that that is complete and utter bullshit. Uh, we appointed. We're gonna refresh our drinks and we'll be back. Hex, give me one. U D K.
up a notch for you Hold you down, give a rock or two I swear we can fix it Please don't tell me you don't miss it, whoa Cause I give a lot for you Give me time, I can vent though, but you upset Been told you I want it again, don't give it up, yeah Tell me it's mine to give, tell me the signs to give I got love and it's time to give She gon' take it, but I got time to kill And I got no issues with waiting, no That pussy is golden, I gotta hold it, baby, I'm patient You say you been focused on yourself, can't be complacent Fucked up, might sound crazy Love the way I hold me down. I am not these others. I will never mess around. I just wanna show the whole world. Show them what I found. Girl, you take me high. I got my head off in the clouds. Me floating off the ground. Oh yeah, hallelujah. If I could have the whole world, I would give it to ya. See, baby, there is no girl that can make me lose ya. Got me running off the stage just to get back to ya, to ya. No one ever thought that we would go on. I just said I made us all. I just wanted to turn the energy up a little bit. All right. Mm. I got everything yeah. I need right, right here. Yeah. 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 Don't know about that. Shout out to Drew Allen for the musical selection. Yeah. I, I like this. A little upbeat, you know. A little. Uh, energy. A little poppy. Yeah. A little yeah. pop. You know That's, what I'm saying? I, I see where he can go. I see. Yeah. Perspective. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, man. We back. Uh, wonderful halftime as usual. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wish y'all could, boy. Boy, halftime feel like <laughs> fourth quarter. One, one day, one day. One day. Halftime feel like one fourth day. quarter when y'all don't let it. I tell y'all all the time, man, get a circle. Get a circle. You even if that. you can't even if you can't experience certain things, we got a circle, they can bring back their experience. Oh, it man. feels like you're right there with them. Oh, you, you do. So it does. Over. So it's, it does. It's everything. Man. Yes, yes, it is. I, I, I like that. That was good. I like that. Everything. everything. Oh, so um, last segment, uh, we talked about – political figure, uh, figures in power um, and their responsibilities. Uh, and in this segment, we're going to talk about another political figure that's, is, I guess, in power. I guess. Lauren. I guess, in power. Um, oh, she's being in power. <laughs> she is she's power. definitely being empowered. KG, take us to it. Lauren Boebert. Um, I don't want to stumble over your name because I want to be real clear about what's going on with you. Has she gotten the FTG yet? Oh no 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 no. She she has. She might deserve it for this shit. Oh no 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 no. I I want to just admire 
the audacity. Let's let's just speak on that. <laughs> the caucasity. So, <laughs> so this thirty-six-year-old grandmother. Um, yeah, I said that. I want y'all to process yeah, that. Yeah, let that marinate. Um, was at a, a show to see Beetlejuice live. <laughs> the musical. Beetlejuice, 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 brother. Yes. Again, understand, <laughs> swallow, and enjoy yes, all I this that, yes. gratitude that's yes. coming to you. Yes. And while she was not, no, while she was claiming that she wasn't vaping in front of a pregnant woman, um, and then getting into clapping and, uh, Exiling how great the show was, yeah, dancing and all by herself because no one else in the shot is doing that. Um, she was groping her and being groped by her male partner who was there with her. And you know what's funny? Real quick, we talked about there are so many things that are funny, but please go ahead. What stood out to me, uh, in the beginning segment, we talked about Republicans and Democrats working Mm -hmm. together, right? Mm -hmm. And and getting together on the same (laughs) page. And he's a Democrat. Yeah, the dude that she was there with was a Democrat, and Mm -hmm. he actually owns a bar slash lounge that actually hosts like, uh, Drag shows. Yes, drag shows, LGBT, yes, all that. All the things that her kids shouldn't see, right? Bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to understand. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I really really was helped by that. I need you to. Boy. I need everyone to add all the things that make this such a sexy story that is so complimentary to the exactitude of the bullshit that comes off of these people's lips. Mm. Because she literally said, Oh, I wasn't vaping there. Oh, first of all, this theater has the best nightlights that I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Yeah, when when we used to see nightlights, and it would be like nightlight video, whatever it is, however you explain that. And it used to look like eyes were just yellow, I mean, white, red, and Mm -hmm. they just stood out in that way. This shit looked clear as fuck. Yeah, it did. It did. And it just showed her just puffing her ass off. Right in front of Shorty, and Shorty just being like, yo, can you not do that? And she's like, fuck you, bitch. Puff my goddamn vape right in front of your ass. And it is. And, not ca- and she was blowing it right in front of the people that were in front of her. And it speaks to. It speaks to the. I used the word audacity yes. in the beginning. It speaks to the attitude. Mm-hmm. Of certain people who are empowered that actually don't do shit. I am like, above you. Yeah, the ones that are empowered that do things, they you don't see them acting this way. But the ones that don't have anything to do, the ones that are are not on committees or not actually making decisions, the mm. ones that are just yapping, they have time to do all of this shit. Mitch McConnell would never. I mean, he might Adam. freeze and not do anything, but <laughs> but he would never. Do this in an auditorium. Hell no, no. You know, she said that uh, it was because of what she was going through with her divorce oh, that made her lose her oh, values. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so, what made her daughter lose her values? It was it's her son that has the that made her granddaughter. Not oh, a, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm but, sorry. But but again, like you said, it's the the whole hypocrisy thing. That I'm getting her mixed the, up with another one. The fact that you. At first, denied all of this, yeah. yeah, like it didn't happen. And if and if the film didn't come out, you'd still be denying it, absolutely. And and then for you to have to try to clean up, she also said that she broke up with the dude because uh, she, like you said, she found out he was a dem. She didn't know. She didn't know. Allegedly, she didn't know. Yes. 
uh, that much about him. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's it's hard to say that you didn't really know that much about him with the level of intimacy that you decided to show so, at the Beetlejuice music. <laughs> so so he knowing who she is as a Republican and her acting the ass didn't break it with her. But the minute she found out that he was Republican, she was just I mean he was uh, a Democrat. Allegedly, allegedly, she was, The minute she found out, she was caught on tape. Right. <laughs> she needed to with a Democrat. She was out. Yeah. You know, this is just a continuous of, of, of the, the foolishness. It, it, this is what it really is, foolishness. I mean, and the word, again, is decorum. And it's, 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 it's how you're expected to act as an elective official, at least in public, man. I mean, here we go again with this. In Colorado, 3rd District, wherever she's from there, it, you should be disgusted. You should be disgusted that this is person you put in office and can't even hold, just hold her water for a quick minute. Yeah, man. She's, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it is disgusting. And it's and it's just like you. she tries to work her way out of it, weasel her way out of it. It's inappropriate conduct for an elected official of this country. It's, uh, for, for an adult, just for an adult, and I, I keep referencing back to the to the first segment, we we have these uh, these goals and these aspirations for our youth that we ask them to 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 try to aspire yeah. to, but then again with the adults that are in, yes, this is what y'all put fix in it. office. Fix it, like this I always is, say, fix it from the top. Yes, fix man. it from the top. This you have you have our elected. You're talking about our children, but you you're talking about this is allowed to go on. Again, when I said the State of the Union, this is when our country puts its best foot forward to the world, and she's allowed to turn her back to. To, to make outbursts, to when yell, yeah. to, to yell, things of that nature. This starts this privilege to be, think we can go, you can go and do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. You There's an accountability. Yeah. And I, I know I know people ignore it and this, that, and the third, but this is where the deterioration of the fabric of this country comes from. And this, this started, this whole attitude of being so brash and so blatant with it, it started with 45. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, being blatant. Now they used to do this shit on the low. It used mm-hmm. to be on the low. It's be like, all right, if I'm, I'm if I'm acting ass, I'm not going to do it in a public setting where everybody can see me and get kicked out and all this other shit. I'm gonna do my shit on the low. Now they just like, yep. screw it. I'm it, just going. It's it's reality TV time. It's, it's, I'm just trying to say the most outlandish or the wildest thing so that I can further my brand, get reelected, rather than furthering um, the needs of my constituents. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them seem to be on that same trail. Like it's it's. I, I I care when the TV cameras are in front of me, and I can say some outlandish stuff. But as far as actually uh, passing or or writing or contributing to the actual legislation, crickets. Yeah, sure. And I, and I hope that everybody that listens to this to this show understands how important it is to know who you're putting in office and not just see a name that you feel like everybody or the, uh, see a name that you've seen over and over again, or see somebody who you're familiar with because. Whoever I don't know who Lauren Boba goes up against. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. But matter. I'm almost positive that they're not as big of a distraction, what? or they wouldn't be as she is. What? It's hard for me to imagine they would. And be I didn't. Big and I didn't end properly because she actually got kicked out of the show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So we should know that whoever was there did stand up and say, um, "Yeah, you can't." keep doing this but, but there's a time when it in decency when you realize that you've kind of stepped out the box you kind of either remove yourself and then later defend yourself 
But it just seemed like in a situation like this, there was a, a defiance. Oh, even yeah, even, yeah. even after you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar. And, oh, yeah, well, she doubled down and call said. call his balls the cookie jar, that's fine. But <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it that. She yeah. doubled down and, and said, do you know who I am? <laughs> yes. That's what I'm doing. And that's the arrogance that I'm talking yeah. about. And, and they also said, we're going to call the police. And they was, she was like, oh, go ahead. Yeah. That fucked me up too because you know you're wrong and they get ready to put you out because they tell you if you don't leave, then you're going to be trespassing. And she has no, she has no uh, fear at all. She has there's no gravity to what this. And you know what I hate? What I hate? What I hate? And this is this um, this is driving me, man. I hate when people just simply say, "Oh, you know how they are," "Oh, you know that's how they are." I'm, 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 I'm that's what I'm sick of. That's unacceptable behavior mm. for an elected official that's that can't be the way you are yep, and, and i know i know that a lot of people have accepted that and maybe i'm old school because i think it's well you we are old. cannot accept that this is the conduct of an elected official and this is pissing me off when people say oh you know who they are no i don't yeah i, I just, I, I I just need that. you to take the next step when you keep saying elected official and talk about elected official of the family standards values group mm-hmm. because it's fine if you're you know the ex wrestler from Minnesota mm-hmm. you're not that <laughs> Jesse the body yes yeah instead you are the person who stands for family values which your 36 year old grandmother asked mm-hmm. and everything else that goes along with it when you get stressed you fondle and smoke and I don't even know what she was smoking. Ain't, but I was about to say that too because <laughs> she was vaping. But ain't no where did vaping Colorado, don't mean Colorado, that, right? And Colorado no, is a weed state. Ain't no okay. telling what was in that vape, bro. Let me see. In front of a pregnant woman, ain't that some shit? Again, and I'm not saying this to shit on people. The 36 year old grandmother that if it was AOC, they would roast her ass about that mm-hmm. shit because she danced in one fucking video and didn't show nothing but. Regular flesh that comes up when her shirt comes up a little bit on her midriff and wanted to roast her about that. That is why it's newsworthy. Not because this person has done something that no one else has done. It's not about that. It's about the fact that, A, we've already proven that you've chosen to lie about this in air to your constituents. You have lied about this out in the open, and then somebody sees this on a tape, and they're like, and guess what? They're still going to put her ass back in office. All right. So, uh, in conclusion, true, uh, true. I feel like we need to hold people to a higher standard, but we also do need to understand what is actually important. Mm-hmm. And right. the shit that she's doing, if you extrapolate it out, it will be important, but in the grand scheme of things, because she doesn't actually do anything of consequence in Congress, she's actually not. Which is what we need. Speaking of standards and accountability. There you go. Speaking of that, um, uh, did y'all did y'all happen to catch the game, the Colorado game? Every bit. Last Saturday. I haven't watched. I, I watched. I had to go back. I watched Bama. I, 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 watched, I watched Alabama. That's the only team that I actually watched. We're looking live. Watch. But 
That's culturally real, that's speaking, racism of you. Culturally, but I'm just joking. Right, I'm joking. I'm joking. Culturally, I have been keeping up with Dion because he is such a uh, um, uh, magnetic figure. Pav- Icon. Yes. yes, but there is another element to what's going on yes, with him. Is. Hex, if you could uh, just take us through your thoughts on Dion, him leaving Jackson to come here and his impact on Colorado, not Colorado. just Colorado. Colorado, college football. The country. The and country. His, right, and his son. Right. And the country. And yeah. everything else. Yeah. Take it through it. I'm sorry. Man, I uh, that's not a billion things we put on you, but right, I apologize. Exactly. I'm, with, I apologize. I'm, with, I apologize. I'm, I'm, I'm man enough for this because yeah, this you, are, you built for this, this guy is doing something um, that hasn't been done, that hasn't gotten the attention if it has been done, uh, but more importantly, uh, he's changing lives, and he's trying to show that you don't have to do yesterday's way for today's success, mm. and. There's gonna be some. They they gonna be some copycats soon. I, I I tweeted out the other day that I was so happy that because what's happening, it's gonna force coaches to care again. Yeah, you used to be able to tell you know, stories about how you your coach meant what he, what they meant to you, and and instead of having them just threaten your scholarship every semester, every spring game, every whatever. Now you got somebody who's in your corner who wants you to succeed. And um, we might get back to the days where the freshmen were the freshmen and they were going to build to next year and the sophomores had gotten a little more comfortable and they were going to build to next year. And so that the hierarchy going down the road to becoming freshmen to seniors gets back to the tradition that it was mm. where you didn't keep trying to skip over a kid for a kid yeah. because you care about the kid. And see, when you put it all together, what's happening is Dion is showing that team – when you really believe in the team, not the school name. Mm. And most of these schools, they're selling you a school name and they're selling you facilities. But they ain't selling you coaches that care. Mm. Well, a lot of them don't. Because, see, a, a, the, the, the problem is, and I'm glad you brought up actually caring, because um, it was, uh, who was it? Uh, was it? It was a wide receiver, Horn, I believe. His father was locked up. And he was talking to him on the sidelines about him having conversations with his father, being locked up, and him seeing him and being proud. Yeah. And the the care that he puts into the kids. Because a lot of times these coaches look at these kids like commodities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They look at them like, all right, I need to just this is what I can get out of you. And a lot of times we look at Dion, we see the brashness and we see the sunglasses and we see the catchphrases and we see all that. But we don't really we don't acknowledge when he says stuff and does stuff that's humanizing. And endearing, we don't acknowledge that at all. And there's a reason why we don't acknowledge that. I'm not going. I'm not going to speak on. I'm not going to speak on it right now. But there's a reason why we don't acknowledge it when he does it. Um. Dion has two people from the Cowboys organization that I simply have followed for years. Um, one is Nate Newton, who has gone to prison for selling drugs and been accepted back into society and been able to move forward. And one is Darren Woodson. And these people are his friends. And what they say about him, I'm not telling you who he is or what I don't know, I'm just saying what they say about him, is this man coaches and loves his kids in the same way all the time. Mm. When when you saw Dion rub the blood off of 
his son's face. nose. Yeah. He didn't say, are you okay? Are you good? He already knew he was good. He said, are you good? And and I know that doesn't mean everything to everybody because everybody didn't play a team sport. Everybody didn't understand all that. Mm-hmm. But he was just saying, you got this. Yeah, he's saying go get him. Just go, yeah, go, get go him. do that. Yeah, go get him. And that's the thing that people don't get from the, should Michael Jordan be a coach? Should such such be this, that, and the other? I'm not asking you to do what I did. But if you understand it, be about it. And you said you about it. Yeah. Just be about it. Is his, I, I just wanted to ask, I'm going to ask you, Joe. Is his approach sustainable, in your opinion, with his, uh, with his brashness and with his showmanship and with his, uh, I don't want to say it's not bravado. Act, it's, yeah, bravado. That's a perfect word. His bravado is it sustainable to have a successful uh, coaching tenure at Colorado? Well, let's just take away the uh, the showmanship. Let's take away the the idea that the man is actually qualified for the job. I mean, I I I, I like the showmanship. I love what Dion meant to the game and what he means to the game. Um, what we can't forget, though, in my opinion, is we've seen this before. And I'm not saying that in a – John Thompson at University of Georgetown went to the Big East and literally created a program where he cared about the kids. He cared about their future. And this is nothing to take away from Deion Sanders, anything of that nature. Um, he went on to win a national championship. I think he went to two national championships yeah. or three or national championships. But the, but the idea of caring, like KG just said, for the little things, the future of these young men that he's coming, that 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 is what remains to be seen, whether it be just on the field but also scholastically, their futures that I believe it. So to answer your question, yes, I believe he can sustain that because I think it's coming from a good place. And a lot of times people think that when you, I wouldn't say criticize, but when you question certain ways that people go about it, does not mean that it diminishes from the overall goal of where they're going. Um, You know, we talked about Colin Kaepernick before, you don't have to – you can agree with his his motion and the, and the direction he was going in, what he, what he stood for. You don't have to necessarily agree with every step of the way in the way he's doing it because I think now that, that means that you're just, you know, uh, gravitating to the magnitude of, of that individual. But there's nothing that could be denied that Dion is on the path of what John Thompson created at Georgetown. My question now becomes you're at – a university as such, and I, I don't want to look at the the, uh, the fate of Georgetown as of right now. Georgetown is not too successful right now. Mm-hmm. They're not too whatever. I, 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 what I'm worried, concerned about is the longevity of his legacy of what he's doing, and how do you how do you uh, continue that? Um, and that and that's my question because I think it would be an injustice to have this be a, a hype or a run. But if it if it if it has roots that can continue, then I'm all for it. Would y'all say that uh, Dion has become – would you say he's polarizing? 
Always. Well, he's, he's always been. Some people. He's polarizing. always been polarized. Why? So we we've we've named off the the things that are uh, that are endearing and positive about him that we see. Why do y'all feel like he's such a polarizing figure? Is it strictly because he's brash, or is there any other reasons you could think of that why he's polarizing? There are many. It's, it's it's to me it's it's they're both the same. Mm-hmm. They his bravado, his brashness, his confidence in himself is appealing to some and unappealing to others. Mm. My my thing is um it's it's ironic to me that so many people in the south don't I mean for this man to uh be as strong in, in his faith as he is. Mm. He's he's supporting um young men turning young men into grown men the right way. He says that uh he knows that at nine, 85 to 90% of the 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 gentlemen that he has in this program are not going to to the NFL, but he does want them to be winners in life. I mean, that's that that is kind of mm-hmm. where I thought you were going with the John Thompson thing. I, I don't think it's anything like John Thompson. To me, this is more on a LeBronish level type of thing because of the hype that he came in with from the jump and to stand up to the expectation. You you started at Jackson State, right? Some place that didn't have any real history of winning and mm-hmm. you walked in and started winning immediately. Then you you leave Jackson State, you go to Colorado. Colorado was one in eleven last season. Mm-hmm. I don't care how he did it, he's clearly not gonna be one in eleven this season. Right. To me it's 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 what you put on the product that you put on the field, the success that he's had in bringing up uh, in being able to recruit and being able to compete. Um the fact that he has his son who who wasn't highly sought after should be in the conversation. I mean, I know it's just early into the season, but he will be. after two 500-yard oh, yeah. games, should you should be in the Heisman conversation, yeah. and you were nowhere on the map. The, the fact that uh, Colorado is being talked about like they are and the pressure that they can not just Dion, but that his team comes in week to week because I, it might be a bad analogy to some, but right now they are the Dallas Cowboys of – College football. I can see that. When they yeah. come in, they're going to get whoever's best shot. They they want to put their mark on that team, yeah. and beating them is going to mean the first team that beats them, they they're going to get a lot of support from areas that you would have never thought they would have got support from just because they beat Dion and because some people believe that he needed needs to be put in this place. And so that's, to speak. And that's weird to me. I got you, X. And that's weird to me because I want to harken back to what you said about him. Uh, being a man of faith and putting that first. And there are certain segments of the country who claim that that's what they put as first and that's what they vote with and that's what they mm. what they have that guides them. But then at the same time, when he says it, all of a sudden it's like, I don't like you. And it's yeah. like, well, he's just, he's talking faith all the time. And it's like, no, but I don't like, I don't like you saying it. Again, it's really, it boils down to, there's a tradition to how they, they treat athletes um, how you recruit and hold on to athletes. And, and what's happening now is you have a guy who's telling you, first of all, I've been here. I was an athlete. Most of these other coaches, they really weren't. They all Every time they showed a little backstory on them, they were the walk-on, or yeah. third string, <laughs> linebacker, yeah, kind of kickoff, guy. something, they kick off team. Yep. It's never they were the guy. Clipboard captain. So yep. now you got a guy who's telling you, here's how I'm going to do it. Here's how we can win. And what's happening is the, there's this, this there's true disdain for him because he is breaking the status quo. The biggest threat to the NCAA college structure is if all those coaches get replaced with guys who were really good at the game. Mm. See, you keep talking it. 
And then what happens? You're good for a year or two because of the guy you have in your team. They give you credit for it. Then when they realize who you really are, which is not much, you get fired. Then you get replaced with another guy, but you only go to the school he came from. He comes to your school. And you you keep playing this That's dance, yeah. and it, and the dance is full of only guys who look the same, older white men, as though they're the authority on football. That's the that's the most disgusting game play right in your face. That this this guy knows more. Cause why? And the, and there's one reason. Cause they got their own little meal. Yep. Hey, he was un, he was under me as my special teams coach. He was my linebacker coach when I was at this other school and that other school. And I'm bringing them all with me. And when I finally get paid, paid at the big school. And it's only going to last for four or five seasons before they realize I really can't coach. It's only a matter of if I get enough of the great guys. Yeah. Right. We've seen them all the all the superstars. Nick Saban dealing with it now. Unfortunately for your for your Bama fans. (laughs) You. I mean, you right. You you've yelled enough. You screamed enough. You told them this is the way to make it. You you showed them all the pros that went through Alabama. And then and there's other other schools are like yeah but you want to be third string or you want to play yeah you want to be second string or you want to play you want to be reminded every day that they giving you food yeah and a free education because that's coming on every push up and yep. and sit up yep and I don't want to um I don't want to use hyperbole when I talk about this uh but but I need to make an analogy and we are witnessing what Dion's doing in my opinion just my humble opinion we are witnessing what he's doing akin to what black folks had to do back in the day when they had to be the first one to break into mm-hmm. something, to do something their yeah. way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. It's like, I, I, I'm not going to equate it to the sit-ins and I'm not going to equate it to the civil rights movement and march and all that. But, but we have to acknowledge what he's doing. Absolutely. He's breaking into the uh, to the good old boys club in our face. He said, you know what? The dude that was coaching here, he did terrible. They'll give me a shot. I'm getting rid of everybody who was here. The kids, I think they have like one starter that was. He brought 10 stuff. kids back. Yeah, they brought 10 back. The coaching staff, he changed everything. Like, oh. this is what I'm doing. And he's winning. And because he's doing it his way and because he's doing it fresh, all of a sudden, like you said, they're looking at him and they be like, oh, no, I don't, uh-uh, no, nah, this, so, this can't work. So, I, I mean, the concern about, I wouldn't say the concern. My anxiousness is to be the longevity of what's going on. And I'm just simply saying that that remains to be seen. And I'm not I know that and that sounds like oh you're being critical. That sounds like you're being critical. I'm not being critical. I'm actually being greedy. I want this. Mm. I want this. Mm. I want this to be sustainable. Again, when John Thompson did it and I know it sounds like I'm going back to the archives. But why can't I? But I but I want to respect a man who did it to me in the right way. Whose graduates went on to do great things. People who have built and at a time when it wasn't sexy, mm-hmm. it was no there was no flash about Georgetown's defense. There was no flash about anything else. But it became iconic over of of grit that became over a period of time. I'm not saying that Dion is not on that path. I just would like to see that the longevity of it hey. before I kind of weigh in on what it is 100%. I like it. I'm enjoying it. I'm loving it for the fanfare of it. Who who would not like Dion? 
I mean, what, what is there not to like about You'd be Dion? surprised, bro. Right. I, mean, be surprised. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, with amongst yeah. us, who would? Who oh, would yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. I get that. Who would yeah. like that? Let, let but, me be but, clear. But, but but I but I simply am a guy who is based on something substantial because we need it. We need it going forward. Mm. We, we need a lot of things going forward. And let, let me be real clear about something: college basketball and college football are not the same. Okay. And I'm not saying that to disrespect what you said. I'm okay. saying it to amplify what you're saying. Okay. The person who can get the best out of a an athlete who had to go to JUCO and give them another year of education mm-hmm. is equivalent to the guy who can take an Allen Iverson and mm-hmm. give him one year of education mm-hmm. that allows him into a group he never would have been yeah. prospected into. You're right on that. So I just want everyone else to be clear, not in this group, because we can talk amongst ourselves and figure out some other things. But John Thompson getting a year out of Allen Iverson going to school, honestly, probably more like six months. But still, let's be honest about what we're giving. In football, you got to go through three to get there. Shador has been through at least three at this point, if I remember correctly, and has had to understand what the world is about to give him. The difference is his older brother has had to go through the same amount of years but still have to go through it in a different way because they don't have the same gift. Mm -hmm. But he's going to probably get his – four-year degree yeah and the thing is Shador if he want to he should go about that. Mm-hmm. the younger sister she should go about that if she needs to Shador is about to be a first round pick and to and to be able to because I'm sorry, I'm sorry to be able to cultivate that and not only with the ones that are going to be the first round picks but the ones who aren't going to be the first round picks that come in and, and that are better, they, they sure they're understand. better people, and sure. they're they they get to mature under him. Yes, I just have no, I I I understand why. I don't like why they yes. don't. But to be against that, like with the uh, with the Colorado State situation, with the I think the dude for ESPN, Lou Holtz, is that his name? The I mean, just the back, no, that was a defensive Notre back. Coach. No, the, 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 he's a announcer. Notre Dame coach. Yeah. Lou Holtz. Yeah, Lou Holtz. Anytime they get, they just, I hope he loses. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm ready to be over. Mad Dog from ESPN. I'm ready. I'm, yep. I like Dion. Mad Dog said everything good about Dion. It was like, I'm ready for this to be over. And it's like, what, why? Like, if you like what he's doing, why are you ready for this? Why is this weighing on you already? Like, he's been there for 10 years. He's it been there for games. It threatens the status quo. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thank you. They want Bobby Bowden. Nick Saban. They, they want Saban. They want Kirby Smart. Yeah. They want they want yeah. uh Clemson coach. Clemson coach. Dabo Swimming. Dabo Swimming. John Harbaugh, yeah. I, I just don't get it. And I haven't seen any of these. But people you do that we, get it when you understand longevity. And you've been talking about yeah. longevity. And yeah. these people understand as long as the talent is subject to them, I'm not even talking about how long they stay and what they get out of it. As long as the talent is subject to them, mm. they are empowered. So as long as there's an ownership. It, bruh, it is so mm. ownership involved to understand mm. that, oh, I can get another two years out of this kid because of 
whatever happened in COVID or whatever happened in this, that, and the other, or they wanted to jump ship from this decent program to mine, they want everything. And I understand that from the logistical person point of view. But from the real point of view, you are abusing young black children. Mm. And I shouldn't call them children because they are over 18. But to be clear, you have been abusing these children for years and decades Mm. and usurping all their power just because they wore whatever you said is their number. Mm. And when I say that at LSU, whoever wears 18 is the man, but you can't sell that and get nothing from it. Until we change, we change the rules. Yeah. So when when there's a position of ownership from a familiar face, everything's okay. Ownership. But then when you have an unfamiliar face who actually empowers and cares, then actually is the issue. That's something y'all need to think about. I need. I, there's a deeper usury. There's a deeper level to what we're talking about. I want y'all to, to actually understand. We not get into it too deep because you know this is a this is a. Uh, interesting topic and I don't want to really get too deep and bog it down but I want y'all to really understand what's going on with this subject and I, I appreciate KG for bringing up the fact of ownership I appreciate uh, Hex for bringing up the, the, the subject of caring I appreciate you for bringing up the, the subject of longevity mm-hmm. I pre- appreciate but I, I want to bring up the fact that I'm well it's not a fact I hope it never becomes a fact but I'm curious to find out uh, in what way CRT will make it to the field and what playbooks are about to get banned <laughs> with all this change. <laughs> exactly. That's enough. Exactly. That's enough. That's scary. That's enough. All that hugging on the field and shit. <laughs> Tell him about his daddy and remind him he can be great. Right. Don't be kneeling. Come on, man. Don't be kneeling about Jesus. We like Jesus. <laughs> we do. Oh yeah, that's right. We do. Yeah, we do. Okay. Well, don't you just don't do it. Oh man! Number one quarterback in the country. Talk about was it. Was on a visit last week. Talk about it. Talk about it. Uh, we up on it. Wonderful show. Um, I think Colorado plays Oregon. Yes. Yeah. Not, yeah. I'm sorry. You keep calling them Oregon. They're Nike University. Nike. Please be honest <laughs> about who the they Nike are. Ducks. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Shout out. Let's go. Oh man, we appointed Hex. Shout outs. Man, shout out to my aunt Janice. Um, yes. Prayers up. Yeah. We went to uh, Charlotte, as some of y'all know, and we and she looked out for the fam with some some of the best macaroni and cheese made from scratch when she was still going through something then. Yeah, but she looked out for us, and she's going through some uh, very serious illness as we speak, and needs everybody's prayers. Shout out to her husband, my uncle Rob. Man, this man had a stroke trying to take care of. On Janice mm. and going through the stress that was dealing with that she's dealing with with this uh, terrible news, um, and so just pray for my family, man. They they going through it, you know, and pray for my cousins and my and my, and my you know, both him and his sister having to deal with both of their parents sick at the same time. Yeah. It's just crazy. So shout out to everybody listening listens to UDK. Uh, shout out to everyone who cares about uh, doing something different, making a difference, and uh, I'm good. yeah, can't say it enough. Yes, sir. Irv, shout outs. Shout out to DJ Thunder Powerhouse Radio. Uh, Got to shout out my Urbanators, man. Much love yeah, uh, to the fam, bro. I want to send a special shout out to my pops. 
Um, special shout out to my pops, man. He had a little uh, surgery today that he's in recovery now, feeling a little bit better. Hopefully, we see better. you. Surgery ain't little. Stay, up, stay strong. It's real. You got this. Um, definitely want to shout out my my uh, my mom and my aunt. I mean, my mom and my sister who are on uh, travel. My cousin Ashley. Shout out to her and her tomorrow. This time, her, her husband um, are getting married tomorrow. Okay. Um, shout out. Um, Hoping y'all, wishing y'all the best. Um, safe travels to my mom and my sister um, over and back. Um, shout out to my dirt bags, bro. Uh, once again, bro, fellas, I always appreciate the time. Um, yeah. It's always good to, to have fellowship um, on so many levels, man. Um, shout out to UDK, bro. It's always good to be back. I know it's a two-week hiatus that we had. Two weeks um, too long. But it's just like riding a bike, man. You know, once you're back, it's just, it's just like you never was gone back in the first place. Yes, Much sir. Better, back in the Yes, sir. KG, shout out. Uh, no one knows how hard we fight for um, being strong together because they don't know our friendship, they don't know our love, they don't know what we mean to each other. Um, these people hang on to me and hold on to me about my mom and I try to protect them from my pain when I'm going through things because I'm ignorant of the understanding fact that no you just need to reach out because it's just hard and as much as he's she's fighting it's not always enough and that's not because I'm wrong or they're wrong it's just because no one knows what it's like until you're in the vortex and you try to keep people out of the vortex and that's unfair but I want everyone to know there's not a single person in this vortex that would never uh, give their strength and energy to what I have to go through. I want everyone to know there's somebody out there that you are giving your strength to, and it means everything in the world to them. Mm-hmm. And you got to re- understand and respect your power and understand that that's what they need. Not just your feeling about it, not just how you wanna deal with it, but understand they need just the best of you. And that's hard enough. Respect it. Facts. JR, shout out. Hey man, uh, shout out to Aunt Janice. Um, You know, um, we were able to, um, we talked about the mac and cheese, man, but, the fact that, um, you know, she came out and, um, I, unfortunately I missed her cause I stayed back at the, uh, at the spot, man. But, um, you know, you guys told me that she came out, man. And, you know, she gave us love, man. The mac and yes, cheese sir. was great, but yes, shout out to Aunt Janice, man. And, and, you know, um, uh, that you, that, 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 that God comforts you in, in, in where you are right now. And, um, I, I truly mean that. And I know my man's here. Um, Hex, man, Hex, uh, shout out to you, man. I know that you've been dealing with some things here, and I know um, you, you're getting back in stride with what we're doing. But um, you know, you've been in our thoughts as well. You know, over the last you know week, couple weeks and stuff. Um, you know, shout out to uh, cousin Ashley, man, um, on the on the left coast, who's um, you know um, about to be married, and um, you know for all the all the family, all the Irvinators that are on the, on the left coast right now in California, um, you know, awaiting that big day. And um, I just want to give a shout-out to my granddaughter, 
um, journey. Sure. Um, you know, and, um, you know, her first birthday we had here, um, you know, two, yeah. week, two, two weeks ago. And, um, you know, when you're singing a song that you hear so, and, and it's almost corny when you hear it, but it's like, you know, uh, you know, happy birthday. And you say, may God bless you. And for the first time when I saw the smile on her face when we were singing that, it mm. actually had meaning. Okay. You know, it was. It also it, it wasn't really a, a, a corny song anymore. Mm. It was "May God Bless You," and you saw her, her little smile. Man, mm-hmm. mm. man I took that away, man. And, it, and it's nothing like that because we know the world we live in that was ever changing. And, and and I guess this, just just my maturity, my my age, and I just want to give a shout out to my granddaughter Journey and. May God bless you. Shout out to anybody who's ever listened to this podcast. Shout out to anybody listening to this podcast. Shout out to anybody who will listen to this podcast. Bookmark and save for later. Like, oh shit, that shit is dope. They sending somebody to listen to it. Oh shit, that shit is dope. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And we're going to do this again next week. Because y'all can't get rid of us. Hex, give me one. U D K. Like you know more. Yeah. All eyes on you when you walk through the door. Uh, all the dudes in it checking you out. But I know without a doubt that you're coming with me to my house. Yeah. You know better than to waste your time with one of these folks. Uh, come here, baby, talk to me and tell me what you into. Oh, 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 I know yeah. they all want a piece of you, but I'm glad I got a hold of you. Yeah. Now I just got one question. Smile on you, oh.